Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. We'll all be flying higher than a jetliner. And if you want a little bang in your yin-yang, come along. Are you open to running for president again? Oh, <laughs> no. come on. Just no. long run, no, but I'm <laughs> Today, I'm announcing the United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. And there are 9,000 unused approved drilling permits. So I would suggest you ask the oil companies why they're not using those if there's a desire to drill more. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 206. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. All right, news roundup, information overload hour, Sean Hannity Show. We'll get to your calls this hour, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, As I pointed out again and again, every single crisis that we now have had since Joe Biden uh, made it to the White House is that every one of them have been preventable. Every single issue can be fixed, although I would argue the invasion of Ukraine by by Russia will be far more difficult than any other one. If we want to go back to secure borders, we could fix it. This didn't have to happen. His policies, Joe's policies caused it. His economic policies have given us a 40 year high in inflation, and and that's only going higher and it's only going to get worse. Uh, His energy policies have been nothing short of disastrous as we are now paying more than ever before in the history of this country for a gallon of gasoline paying more for gas the 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 highest prices ever and they're gonna go higher i mean all of this could have been prevented what happened in afghanistan could have easily been prevented they had six long months to extract every american every every person with a, a green card that's eligible to be here uh, we could have gotten out every Afghan ally as we had promised them we would do if this moment ever came. We could have gotten back the 80 plus billion dollars in, in military equipment. Uh, and this with Russia invading Ukraine never would have happened if Donald Trump were president. It's just a fact because Putin respected and feared Donald Trump. That's the simple bottom line. Um, but it happened under Joe and it happened under Joe and Obama. So shouldn't surprise anybody. Um, so 
uh, Jen Circleback, propagandist Saki, was asked whether or not Joe is happy with things in Ukraine. Uh, she's getting a little little a- aggravated, to say the least, yesterday. Listen. Is the president uh, happy with, does he believe the, 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 the administration's response so far to this crisis has been adequate? Is he uh, okay? Does he consider this successful at this point? I mean, Cecilia, I don't think anybody watching this anywhere around the world feels happy. Uh, this is, this is, but let me finish. This is barbaric. It's horrific to watch. I mean, you have 1.5 million, if not more, refugees crossing the border. You have mothers and children dead on the side of the road. This is heart-wrenching to watch. And, ugh, sorry, it's, it is. It's heart-wrenching to watch, you know? And I think for us who are working in public service, you watch in these moments, and there are there are limitations in the sense that we are not going to send U.S. troops to fight in Ukraine against Russia. The president is not going to do that. Nor, nor would I support it, nor is it necessary. But none of this needed to be to happen in the first place. Um, we're joined now. Frank McKay is with us. He has a, his own show. It's called Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. He's uh, from Long Island News Radio, and he's now in Ukraine. He's he's witnessing a lot of this with his own eyes. Uh, good to have you on the program, uh, Frank. Thank you for being with us. Tell us a little bit about what your eyes are showing you, because I keep hearing of entire neighborhoods being decimated and civilians being slaughtered. And have you seen any of that with your own eyes? No, I, I haven't uh, seen any any uh, military uh, action. Uh, basically, what I'm doing is I'm speaking to everyone I could, you know, get my hands on, everyone I can get uh, within the earshot of my voice, and you know, I, I'm flying blind, but I'm I'm getting somewhere. You know, I've, I've spoken to dozens, hundreds of people at this point, and um, basically, what you just said there is a theme. Uh, as far as uh, civilians being slaughtered. And, you know, when I say something's a theme, it's at least 20, 30 people trying to urge the same uh, message. And one of these messages is that it's uh, it's a lie, I guess, from all sides, that there's 450 uh, civilian casualties. I mean, I have people, you know, like screaming, uh, you know, tell whoever's listening to you that it's thousands. It's thousands of civilian casualties. It's not hundreds. And he said, I don't know why, you know, why all sides are, are just accepting that. He said it's thousands. And, you know, one guy I, I, I kind of nailed down, I, 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 when you say thousands, I, give, me, give me a number of how many civilians you think have, have died. And he said, well, not 10,000, but he said thousands, you know. He said um, 2,000, 4,000. He said it's thousands. So what made you want to just get up and, oh, I'm, I'm going right into the, into the middle of a war zone? Because that's not what the, what the average person thinks on any given day. Well, first of all, I, I wasn't uh, getting, like, what I, I wanted to get from the, from the coverage. And it's not just curiosity. This is a crucial moment in history. And I had the, the feeling of, you know, listen, let me get there. Let me see what's going on and and see if my eyes are any different than, than what we're hearing. Uh, you know, some of the mainstream media, I mean, people were, um, you know, showing these same three guys that had Rambo costumes on that were uh, Ukrainians, and they looked tough, and they looked cool and whatever. And, and you know, I heard commentators, you know, not on, not on your station, but co- commentators on other stations saying, you know, this is why Ukraine can win, is because of this. Tough. I, I, 
I thought it was the most ridiculous thing that I've, so I've ever heard. So what parts of Ukraine are you planning on going to? Are you, you going to make your way towards the capital, Kiev? No, no way. I'm not that. Listen, I'm not that bold. <laughs> I'm not that bold. I'm hitting the border towns. In fact, right now, I'm uh, I'm on Polish soil, but I'm one mile away from... Uh, oh, my gosh, I just lost the pronunciation. Uh, uh, Don't worry about Muhammad. it, but here's the thing. Do you see a lot of the refugees crossing into Poland... Uh, my understanding is that whatever bordering country they go to, the people from Ukraine, and it's now estimated to be over 2 million, uh, that they're being greeted with open arms and that so many families are opening up their homes uh, to their their Ukrainian neighbors and, and giving, giving them a place to live and, and feeding them and taking care of them. Yeah, uh, no question. I've witnessed that. I mean, I, I'm spending a tremendous amount. I've, I've driven... People, I've driven with people to to drop off these refugees to uh, to these shelters, and uh, I was in Romania uh, for a couple of days as a home base to get into uh, the Ukraine. And in fact, uh, people that I met at that shelter, uh, the, the gentleman who runs the shelter, his wife was my chauffeur. Basically, she took me to to the border, and she says, "You know, five and a half hours uh, from here, I'll be here." Um, uh, to to pick you up, and she stayed longer than that because it took me a little time to get in originally, and uh, you know a little bit of time to get out. But um, a, a, upon leaving, we uh, we were leaving with four different uh, refugees, and and other than the mother and a daughter, um, you know the other two uh, weren't related to to that mother and daughter. So it's just it's a it's a heartbreaking situation. I don't want to sound like Jen Psaki or use the same terminology Jen Psaki is using, but. I, I've got to say this. I, I've underestimated. I underestimated how sad this situation was going to be. Don't get me wrong. I, I didn't think I was going to Disneyland. I mean, I, I knew that. And I knew it would be, uh, you know, a sad situ- situation. But when I walked in through the border, when I walked in from the Romanian border into the, uh, into the Ukrainian border for the first time, it was me and me alone walking in that direction. And there were just countless people just there and it, it's silent and uh, silent other than like murmurs you know you hear murmurs and then every couple of seconds you hear weeping and uh, weeping out loud and i was just walking by and and i had a you know camera with me and i i didn't even know what to uh, you know to say i didn't even know what to look like uh, to these people but it, it seemed to take forever and by the time i got to the end of that line i i had to I mean, as soon as i got you know got past it I went behind a truck and I had to compose myself for about, you know, 15, 20 minutes uh, before I started asking people questions or whatever. I, it was it was like nothing I've ever seen and and experienced. And, and it's all it's I, like- I, I pray to God I'm wrong, Frank. It's only going to get worse. It's going to get dramatically yeah. worse. If that convoy, I've been saying it now for a long time, if that 40 mile convoy makes it to Kiev, it will be a human massacre, the likes of which we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, appreciate the report. Thanks for checking in. And uh, if you get anything else that pops up, uh, you always are welcome to call in. Let us know, okay? Thank you, Sean. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thank you. Quick break. We'll hit the phones when we get back. 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. Look, I've been telling you about Hillsdale College. Their goal, they want to give away free copies of our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence, our founding documents. They want to give away a million copies this year. And the response has been tremendous. However, this offer is about to expire. So if you have not gotten your free copy 
of our Constitution. That's a pocket-sized Constitution and Declaration of Independence. Just go to this website we set up for you. It's seanforhillsdale.com, S-E-A-N-F-O-R Hillsdale.com. And look, every American needs to have a copy of these two documents, uh, which made America the, the best, freest, greatest country God ever gave man. And these days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for every American citizen to read these documents, understand these documents. And to get your free copy, just go to SeanForHillsdale.com. Do it right now. You, you complete a simple form and you get your very own copy in the mail. And as I mentioned, it's free, but it's about to expire soon. That's S-E-A-N-F-O-R-Hillsdale.com. That's SeanForHillsdale.com. If you're ready to get out of the media spin room, you've come to the right place. This is the Sean Hannity Show. Let's get back to our busy phones. 800-941-SEAN, our number. Mondo in Northern California next on the Sean Hannity Show. What's up, Mondo? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What's going on, sir? Why are you living out in that that Adam Schiff hole uh, known as California? <laughs> Believe it or not, this, this area, this county was the one, one of the few red counties in in california we are not liberals we are conservative here for the most part uh you live in the state with the highest according to triple a as of monday morning you have the most expensive average cost per gasoline now there are stations at six seven bucks a gallon in your state um but you know it's almost five dollars and fifty cents a gallon uh that's the average uh, and you have the great distinction of being the highest in the country, and I hope everybody out there loves paying that high gas price. Nobody, nobody likes it, and I just drove by two different gas stations. So five ninety five for regular gas, and I think it went up two cents since yesterday. Six fifteen for the middle range gas, and six thirty five for premium. Six. 75 for diesel so we're on the higher end of this national average yeah i mean and by the way that's why you're paying more for every item you buy in every store you go to that's why you're paying more to heat and cool your home uh it's a disaster yeah thank you thank you joe biden (laughs) thank you joe biden good point mondo thank you butch is in virginia butch how are you glad you called hey how you doing sean how you doing sean yeah good what's uh, going on I'm a truck driver. I've been driving over 35 years. Uh, I went to a truck stop yesterday, fueled up. I, I couldn't believe my eyes. So you First drive an 18-wheeler. How many gallons can you put in that, that rig? Uh, I, can, I can put 300 gallons on board. I get uh, 125s on each side, 125-gallon tank, tanks on each side. Yeah, and, so uh, what's, it, what's it cost now to fill up your rig? Well, before this whole thing started, I was running about 500 bucks, 450, 500 bucks to fill up my tank. Now... I'm running anywhere from 800, 900, oh maybe 900, almost $1,000. Now, the thing is, I don't do that just once a week. Sometimes I'm fueling up two, three times a week. Well, let me so, ask you, are you getting more 
per run? Uh, in other words, are you making less money because of this, or do those costs get passed on to the consumers because you, you need to make your, your average salary. You shouldn't take a hit yourself for this. Well, we get a fuel, we get a fuel charge, a fuel surcharge. So what the, we, a, a driver can't, can't uh, live on the fuel pump price. What they do, they'll give a fuel surcharge of maybe 40, 50 cents, but still that part, that price still gets passed on to the consumer. Um, mm. but I've, I've never, I've never seen in all my years of driving diesel fuel at 525, 518 a gallon. Not only that, we also have to put on this other type of fuel called DEF, diesel exhaust fuel fluid. Right. Which uh, is for, uh, for the emissions, which that's at $4.50. Well, let me, let me ask you, are you an independent operator? Do you work for a big company? you work for a small company? What Do you do? You go cross-country? What do you do? Uh, I, I cover everything east of the Mississippi. Um, I work for a company. Um, I'm not an owner. I don't own my own truck. Thank God, if I did, I don't think I'd be in business. What I kind of tr- what kind of truck are you driving these days? Uh, I got a big Peterbilt, big sleeper. Well, that's that's a nice truck. That's a nice yep, truck. Freightliner's a nice truck. Rider's a nice truck. Yeah, I, I like the Peterbilt. Peterbilt's nice. Um, you know, it's all about it's all about comfort. When I first started driving, I couldn't get twenty miles down the road. My back would be killing me because of suspension. But uh, they really improved on these trucks. Well, we we um, learned a couple of things over the course of the pandemic. One, how integral what a, what an important role truckers play in terms of supply chain issues. And if you guys uh, didn't roll during the early days of the pandemic, states like New York were finished. They wouldn't would never have gotten the medical supplies that were desperately needed. They wouldn't have gotten the food that was desperately needed. And um, we're very thankful and grateful for what you do every day. It's a hard job. What do you put in 10 hours a day on the road? That's pretty tough. Yeah, well, I, it's more than that. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty p- pushing about 70 hours a week. Right. Um, when, that, when that pandemic started. I didn't get home for probably almost three months. We were just constantly running, running. We were running up to Canada, picking right. up paper goods, bringing them down to the New York City, and medical supplies and food, and we just kept on running and running and running. No, and they they actually, if I recall, they extended the hours of operation for drivers. Wasn't that true? Did they pull that back yet? They, uh, oh, they pulled it back, but the thing is, I mean, I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but if I, I've been pulling a couple 18-hour days, that's driving 18 hours straight. I can maybe oh, do two or three of those, and by that I, I gotta—I'm exhausted. I gotta pull over and go to bed, or, or I'm not gonna drive off the road. No. Listen, no. whenever you get that tired, you gotta stop, and and probably, uh, hopefully, there's a Cracker Barrel nearby. Uh, that's where I would like to stop. But thank you for what you do. Be safe on the roads. A lot of crazy drivers out out there, as you know, um, well, and we we appreciate all you do. Uh, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, On the other side, we'll get to just your calls, 8, and uh, that's all coming up. Quick break, right back. no one else does america deserves to know the truth about congress all right 25 to the top of the hour we'll get to your calls in a second so all right finally after so much pressure brought to bear on the biden administration today i'm announcing hannity was right and the kidding uh in the u.s 
uh, is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. That means that that means Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports and the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. Joey, you haven't done anything heretofore that's impacting Vladimir Putin. And uh, Joe Biden didn't tell anybody today that Putin is representing their their third party representative in this idiotic Iranian nuclear deal, which will probably end up being far worse than the first dumb deal with Biden and Obama. Uh, my understanding is it'll release tens of billions of dollars in, in monies that have been held back that are not available to the Iranians. It would also include the right of the Iranians to continue to pursue nuclear weapons eventually, and it won't include any place, any time inspections, which means it's meaningless on the top of it. And why would you do business with the number one state sponsor of terror in the first place? And why would you help them get rich again, just like you helped Russia get rich again? And, you know, then Joe made the ridiculous statement, we are a net exporter of energy. Oh, I got this article here right here in front of me. It says the U.S. will be a net importer of oil in 2022 after two years of fi- finally being a net exporter of energy. Whoopsie daisy. Another lie. Zero Hedge reports total crude petroleum products uh, marked a historic shift in 2020. U.S. became a net petroleum exporter on a monthly basis. It was in September of 2019 when the U.S. exported more crude oil and petroleum products than it imported the first month in which America was a net petroleum exporter since monthly records began in 1973. The U.S. has historically been a net importer of petroleum. And now we are once again under Joe Biden. So what he said today was nothing but a lie. There will be costs as well here in the U.S. They're trying to say the only reason the price of energy is high is because of this war. No, we were paying, as you all know. Uh, about a, on average, nearly a buck fifty a gallon for gasoline because of his policies, and that—that's the other big lie. You know, they're out there. Jen Psaki and Joe Biden echoed this lie today. That oh no no, no my policies have not in any way hurt. We, we have nine thousand separate um, uh, wells of which can, drilling can take place, et cetera, et cetera. That that negates everything that he's done. To put burdens on the energy sector, canceling Keystone, pausing new oil and gas leases on federal lands, updating energy restrictions and rules on emissions, ending ANWR drilling. The American Petroleum Institute set him and Jen Psaki straight and by saying we're, we're at a two decade high for the percentage of lease production with nearly two out of three leases producing natural gas and oil. Now, leases are issued prior to exploration. Listen closely. Leases are issued prior to exploration. Not every acre of leased land has resources to tap into, despite substantial investments by developers. With production still below pre-pandemic levels and an imbalance between supply and demand that is being exacerbated by the Russian invasion of Ukraine, it's time for the administration to support domestic production and send a message that America is open for energy investment. Okay, so there you go. It just, you know, one lie after another. It has caused Russia's economy 
to to frankly crater. Okay, you're right on the ruble. I'll give him credit. The Russian ruble is down to 50 percent or down 50 percent since Putin announced this war. Um, But then he says we cut Russia's largest banks from the international financial system and has crippled their ability to do business with the rest of the world. That's not true. Because all of this energy that is being imported up till today uh, into the United States and NATO countries and Western European countries, all of that energy, guess what? They have carved out exemptions in all of these banking sanctions that allows for the payment of the energy that all of Western Europe has become reliant on, and that's Russian energy. So he's lying through his teeth again. He just one lie after another with this guy. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Jeff is in Louisiana. Jeff, how are you? Glad you called, sir. I'm good, Sean. How are you doing today? Well, I wish we were doing better as a country. I wish we had a president that knew what day it was, but, you know, short of that, I'm okay. Yeah. Well, Sean, this is... Every time, if you look back at history, every time the Democrats get into and and take power in office, uh, the oil industry goes down. We get behind the curve. It's always a catch up and wait. And, and they're always running. They're trying to rule from behind. And you can't. Because if you, even if you look at the price of all, it's called futures. And if we don't, if we don't get all of these leases and federal leasing and these all companies start leasing it up, all of this deep water drilling, that's a 10 year project. We don't, we don't just run out there and, drill these wells and they've got to do an exploratory they got to make sure this le- this lease that they paid a hundred million for may not produce a drop of all or mm-hmm. gas you don't know that the the one area if i were president and i'm not if i were president i think i would encourage every big energy company in, in the country every big producer i would send them to anwar because we know where those reserves are and they could immediately have, not immediately, but within a few months, if they warp, would warp speed the process, we could have, you know, they'll be pumping millions of barrels of oil in no time out of that, that large supply that we have there in a vast wilderness. That would be the first thing I would recommend. Also, secondly, I'd recommend the areas that we know have high concentrations of natural gas liquefied gas i would go to those first just to expedite that process but that's what i would do well you you see sean what's happened now now that everything's fallen behind so now you're even looking at west texas and all that you got to remember those wells out in west texas they come on like gangbusters at two thousand barrels a day and within 18 to uh, 20 months they're down to 200 barrels a day so if you're not hopping and going from one well to the next well and you've got to keep up your production goes down you cannot live on production you have to live on exploratory and you have to live on on running ahead whenever you well you know a lot there, about this industry then you know that there are certain areas that that experts right. can immediately identify as having high concentrations of energy correct that's right well, that's where we should go first, yes. right? Yeah, well, sure, always. You know, but uh, again, he's going to put so many re- uh, restrictions and sanctions on everything. It it just it straps their it just ties their hands. I'm, I'm their guessing back. you're in the oil industry. What do you do? Oh, I've been in the oil industry for 45 years. Uh, I've been on service companies. You know, all companies don't own anything other than their people 
and their production facilities. Everything that in all coming from the rigs, the drilling, and all of that, that's all subleased from from independent contract, you know. No, no listen, so I, I hear exactly problem, what you're saying. But, but what's sad about this, I mean, it's good for national I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You go first. Yes, sir. You go. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that what's so bad now is that whenever we go down in, in West Texas and, and all of these other places that we were really rolling and had a lot of all coming in, now the people are gone. So we can we can have all the equipment we want to drill anything. It's to find the people and get them back to working because then you, you have to lay all these people off and they're gone and they don't want to come back. No, I understand completely. That's- Listen, thanks for what you do. Forty five years, the lifeblood of the the country's economy and the world's economy. That's no that's no small feat. Um, and it's just too bad that we're at a point that we don't have a president that has the wisdom that you do and the experience that you do. Uh, Jeff, thank you. In Louisiana, Joel is in Ohio next. Uh, Joel, how are you? you got a lot of natural gas in your great state. What's going on? Uh, thank you, Sean. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, Joe Biden and the domestic energy. And, and I'm a longtime uh, viewer in the evening of yours and a listener in the afternoons. Thank you. And, um, where, where in Ohio do you Joe, live? Part, pardon? Where in Ohio are you? Uh, west, northwest Ohio. Very rural. Right. Uh, Jim Jordan is my congressman. You're lucky. One of the best we got. I, I I voted for him every time he's run, and I'll vote again this time. So I tried to re- get him to run for senator. He wouldn't listen to me. I was hoping he was going to. Uh, it's going to be a battle for the senator here in Ohio. Um, I think there's like five, five or six that are lined up to you know to battle it out. Yeah, I've not picked a, a candidate there yet, but go ahead. I, I haven't either. Um, anyway, uh, I wanted to talk you know, and listening and watching your show, and we talk and your guests are also. You talk about Joe Biden and his decision making regarding our domestic energy. Sean, I don't believe he is mentally capable to process the information to make decisions. I believe, I think it's, he's pretty much to cue cards and um, a teleprompter. I think John Kerry is the one that's pulling the strings and making the decisions on the, uh, our energy, energy policies. Well, he was the first to say, well, uh, we'll tell you this. He was the first to suggest that I hope this invasion does not in any way get in uh, the way of the significance and seriousness of our climate uh, change agenda, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, the guy flies all over the world in a private jet. I'm like, mm-hmm. OK, you you, hip, you phony hypocrite. Uh, you're leaving the biggest carbon footprint of any American out there. Uh, right. But that's enough. And by the way, I don't begrudge him of his plane, although he's probably using a, a government paid jet. They have a whole fleet of them. And mm-hmm. and I don't begrudge it. I'm just like, then don't lecture me on, you know, the fact that I have an SUV. The, uh, yeah, you know, I know that he was about, about the time he uh, the invasion, he was interviewed or he got asked a question in passing about uh, Ukraine, and his comment was, well, hopefully it does not um, derail our climate initiative. Well, he was the first to say, I mean, look, the the fact that their thinking goes there is is mind-numbing to me. Whether or not they, and and I appreciate the call, but 
the fact that they think if they had a cheap alternative to fossil fuel energy, and that means oil, gas, and coal, um, and if they, it was readily available, not the stupid windmills, not the idiotic solar panels, although some work, but it's you know it's a thirty year return on investment. It's not it's not something that works or we can easily transition to. You know, for that idiot Pete Buttigieg. Oh, you can get another high-paying union job. Sorry you lost your Keystone XL Pipeline union job. The one you like, the one that has skill-specific uh, talents that you don't apply to other industries. I don't know. It's It just drives me crazy. Now you're going to buy go out and buy a, a, an electric vehicle. Even Elon Musk said, who's a great innovator, and I give him a lot of credit. I'm very, I find him very interesting. Even he said, yeah, extraordinary times call for extraordinary measures, and we need to dramatically up our production of uh, energy, oil, and natural gas. He said that. By the way, that's not in his best financial interest to make that statement, but he sounds like a proud patriot to me to make it. Anyway, I appreciate the call, my friend. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Um, Oh, I wanted to remind people, uh, the 6th Congressional District in Georgia, that's Newt Gingrich's old district, and a friend of mine, his son, is running uh, for that 6th district. His name is Jake Evans. His father was uh, an ambassador under, under the Trump administration. Uh, Randy Evans has been a longtime friend of mine. Uh, Jake grew up with the benefit of working with Speaker Gingrich with an unequivocal appreciation for President Trump and America first and make America great again. And anyway, we need young people like from Jake's generation, the next generation, to take over. And I'm endorsing him as the next congressman for the 6th District of Georgia, which, by the way, happens to be a district near and dear to my heart uh, because I was there with Newt Gingrich the night he became speaker. And uh, he'll make a great congressman if you if you live in the 6th District in Georgia. Just wanted to remind you. And we'll tell you about other great candidates as they come come around. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the program uh, look, mortgage rates continue to remain incredibly low, but they're starting to creep up. Now, Goldman Sachs, they're predicting as many as seven interest rate hikes this year alone. They had originally predicted three, maybe four. All right, so that means that if you own a home and you've not taken advantage of these low rates, you want to lock in these low rates now while it's possible, because over the course of your loan, our friends at AmericanFinancing.net, they're going to tell you how much money you're going to save every month. Maybe it's hundreds of bucks. Maybe it's thousands of dollars. They're going to tell you how much you'll save over the course of your loan. Now, they're offering a free mortgage review with no obligation. Their mortgage experts are waiting for your call. 866-615-9200. 866-615-9200. On the web, it's AmericanFinancing.net. And this is a real way to save real, real money Important money for your retirement. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, NMLSConsumeraccess.org. The left wants to silence Hannity. Don't let it happen. Make the commitment now. Three hours every day at 3 p.m. This is the Sean Hannity Show.
that's going to wrap things up for today. A great Hannity tonight. We'll have the latest on the war that's going on inside of Ukraine, the invasion by Putin. We have energy experts. Why are we talking to Venezuela and Iran and OPEC when we can drill here, drill now and save a lot of money? Uh, the latest on the war with General Jack Keane and, and Dan Hoffman. Also, Ari Fleischer, Kellyanne Conway, Laura Trump, Dr. Oz, and Dan Bongino, and Representative Waltz. All coming up tonight, 9 Eastern, set your DVR, Hannity, Fox News. We'll see you then, back here tomorrow, and thank you for making this show possible. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.